Welcome to episode 12 of the Daily Mower Podcast, back here in beautiful Sunny DMHQ, starring Chris, Nathan, and myself, Charlie. Uh, No sound effects, because DMHQ is much more budget than the uh, (laughs) wonderful studio, Grove Studios, is where we were recording the podcast before, but there was a remarkable lack of car art around there. Here we got a Lamborghini. We have a very wrecked Lamborghini. We have uh, Bam Margera's Lamborghini back there, back uh, before he, well, he was probably still doing a lot of drugs, but. Oh, certainly. Uh, yeah. Yeah. Yep. You know, that was like prime Bam era right there. Yeah. Um, I do want to issue an apology for anyone who listened to last week's podcast. Um, not all Stellantis vehicles catch on fire. So I just wanted to point that out. Only you know, most only, of them. Only a lot of them. <laughs> you know, I parked the Jeep next to my Explorer and I just realized. Well, hopefully you have uh, fire insurance on the Explorer. And you might get a nice payout. Who knows? We yeah. just need Stellantis insurance for our cars. Stellantis insurance, special liability coverage yeah. on, on Stellantis. Extra cover or um, extra coverage for theft and for uh, yes, fire. you're right, theft yeah. as well. Because if because as we know, Stellantis, if it doesn't catch on fire, it will be stolen. So we started off uh, apologizing. <laughs> Not even two Stelantis. minutes in, and you're already slandering <laughs> Stellantis. Let's apologize Stelantis. next intro too. Yep, it'll just be a it'll be a recurring theme. Okay, great. Uh, you know, another interesting car tidbit I saw recently, a little headline, is that if you leased a car a few years ago, and your lease is coming up right around now, it is on average worth about $7,500 more, the residual, than they had initially planned. Yeah. So buy your car out. Yeah, meaning if you have a lease. sell it back right. to the dealership. Like they're going to be begging you to turn your lease in, but it's a don't smart thing it. to do. Yeah, don't do it. Yeah. Buy it, and then sell it to Carvana. Yeah. Yeah, they'll pay you a lot for it. We just, uh, my parents just sold their BMW X1 to Vroom. Got a, a nice price for it. Nice. Yep. Um, and then also bought a Tacoma. No, that was not Vroom. That was just from a dealer, actually. Yep. So, cars last week. Uh, let's start with the M230i. Not M. I like the M. <laughs> just BMW 230i. Although, there were no shortage of M badges on that car. Probably at least eight. Thirteen. Oh, did you count them? I, yes, I did. Doing the Lord's work. Yeah, yeah. That was a that was a good car. It um, they they keep the name simple because it is it is the base model, the 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 230i. But that one had the M handling package and M dynamic. It had like the the dynamic steering or whatever that's called, and then also yeah, adaptive steering, the, uh, limited the slip diff. differential. Yeah, suspension as well, adaptive suspension. I don't know that it had that. I think it was just steering. Uh, differential and then the wheels and the side skirts and steering wheel floor mats the m door sill badges <laughs> all that stuff i yeah. think drove amazing though it really it did one of my, it's the those uh two series cars are like one of my favorite cars to drive Agreed. right now 100 percent so tell us about your two thoughts on the m240i versus the 230i I would rather have an M240i because A, it's more powerful and the all-wheel drive combined with the power makes it handle amazingly. Um, If I was paying for it, I would probably go for the 230i because I would say it's just about as fun, um, but it costs 10 grand less. Yeah. What are your thoughts, Chris? Uh, Pretty much the same as Nathan. Uh, 230i looks just as good. The powertrain just doesn't have that exciting, uh, 
character to it. It's a very good powertrain. It's very quiet. It's very efficient. And for what it is, it's pretty powerful for just a, um, a two liter four cylinder. Um, it's a very healthy 255 horsepower. But if I was going for the, the, the new two series, I would probably go full M240i in purple. Um, Thunder Knight, sorry. Thunder Knight metallic. It's just, it's so, it's so fast. The, the M240i and it's, I don't know. I'm. It's the the overall looks of the car is growing on me. I love the way it drives. It may be my favorite new BMW that I've driven. It is so really quite it's good. It's such a good car. We weren't able to fully appreciate them when we drove them in California, just because it was so brief. But after living with each of each variant of the two series for you know three four days at a time, um, really able to appreciate that new G42 platform for what it is, and it's it's really really solid. The other thing I thought was cool is, yeah, you and I were fortunate enough to test drive those first drive out on beautiful California roads. What made the two series good in both forms is how good they were on everyday sort of roads as well. Good ride, good daily livability, good amount of trunk space. Mm -hmm. You were just happy to hop right in, turn on the heated steering wheel, heated seats, drive away. And that CarPlay connects instantly. It's like you get in, it's wireless CarPlay. And it's just, it seems like before you can even get the car started, your, your CarPlay is already connected. So yeah, I know we, we sometimes give grief for the wireless CarPlay systems for a number of reasons, but it actually worked really well in that in that two series. So. Yeah. I did notice one flaw on that car, and I don't mean this as cliche journalist. I, I okay. mean it legitimately with the 230i. Okay. It needs a manual. No. It does, because yeah. the M240i, I'm okay with it just being automatic, because it's so fast. I agree with I'm that. I'm okay with think cars like a Stinger. Like, yeah, we go like, oh, the Stinger should have a manual. But realistically, Stinger's fine with an automatic. The 230i needs a manual, because it's such a lightweight driver's car, flickable, throwable. Yeah. And the engine is so butter smooth that when it's just shifting itself, it's all, it might as well be an EV. It's like there's no sensation to the shifts, really. Whereas if you got to push in clutch, shift, and, and release, it would feel more like a driver's car. Yeah, I agree with that. The thing is, that. though, after driving a few more manual cars, I still I don't get the hype about manuals. I think you need to own one for a while. It's just, and, and because it, it, it all, I, I agree with you that there are certain cars that don't need like manuals. The, They're not yeah. helped the by having a manual. Like, I, did, I didn't get, it's just like. That, that was, was a good pretty, manual. That was, that was a good manual. Except for the Rev. Rev hangs bad. Yeah, that's true. Um, but that car would suck if it was. Oh, I guess it, I guess if it if it had a DCT, yeah, then it would be good. Well, yeah, because like even like the GTI, I'd kind of be okay with the getting the DCT. That's GTI. a good manual in that car, though. It is a good manual, but I I think because it's such a like the point of a GTI is to daily it, mm-hmm. not necessarily to have it as like a, a fun driver's car. That's I mean, true. it is, but it's it's a dual purpose sort of. I'd be okay with the manual. The two thirty i just feel like like a Miata. It would just it just would feel better yeah. if you could row your own. It adds to the engagement of the car. Um, when well, we when we get a Miata later this mo- week uh, year, we should just give it to Nathan for three straight days. <laughs> Let him but drive like it. the Grand Cherokee, the paddle shifters felt just as engaging, is <clears throat> more engaging than other cars. I disagree. I, I I don't think a paddle shifter will ever. There's something about just being like pushing the clutch in and. And changing the gear, it just it adds to the whole experience. Like that Blackwing Cadillac, that there's, was just so satisfying. And there's something about knowing if you do it wrong, the car's not going to like it. Like it's like it's like you're 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 becoming one with yeah. people. It sounds cliche, yeah, but that's just kind of how I feel. And I feel like the same way with motorcycles. Like 
if you're on just a big old like touring bike cross country, I mean automatic, I don't care. But if I'm driving a lightweight, like supposed to be the, the point of it is the riding experience, the driving experience, I want I want to shift my own. Yeah. See, see, the big difference I found between motorcycles and cars is motorcycles are so much simpler, I find. And and there's just something about like the the click with your foot with cars it just it just feels so much more complicated and just like well that's and that's why I'm saying I think it's because you haven't lived with a manual all your man manual driving you've had to like almost do a quick refresher of yourself if you spent time like just like made it so second nature that like it's not even difficult sort of thing you don't even yeah. have to in the Civic because I drove a, a pretty good amount on the live drive that one time I it's just so like I, I I got absolutely like no extra like fun factor. I like it's just for me it's just hmm. I just I just don't get it. Like why is it like why is it so much fun? I guess it's not for everyone, but mm -hmm. I I would take it I would take a two thirty I with manual. And I was pointing out to Chris, you can buy older two thirty eyes or two twenty eight eyes with the manual transmission. That's mm -hmm. that would be you can get them for like twenty grand, either transmission. Yeah, but I don't yeah. think you'd want to own any. Any new car, let's just say, like that, like that Grand Cherokee. I was thinking, I would not want to own this car out of warranty because the air suspect has so much tech on it. Yeah, how yeah. many screens in there? Like you guys, seven. you guys had some uh, some personal. Yeah, we were already having issues, and I was having issues with that too. The screen, for some reason, oh, those until are... I restarted yeah. it, it would not undim itself, and I was yeah. getting sunlight. I'm those like, do. Uh, Chris, um, the Topher had a weird issue with the last Grand Cherokee doing something with this, or, or maybe it was the Wagoneer. I don't know, it was one of the Stellantis SUVs. Yeah, if your remote started at the passenger screen, it wouldn't work. That's what it was. It was the Grand Cherokee. That yeah, and then you guys it. had issues, because you guys took the last Grand Cherokee up north, right? It stopped starting. And it and completely also just <laughs> killed itself. Yeah. And the um, screen, too, yeah. Well, did any of issues with the, because the, the Wagoneer had the separate climate control screen, wouldn't that just not work? I don't know, I only got to spend think, time in the Wagoneer for like the a I think the Topher had night. that issue, maybe. Yeah. And I've also heard that issue from other outlets, too. Okay. Interesting. Um, well, here's the window sticker for the 230i that we had. Base no, I was going over this. Mm -hmm. You need that. We'll say what it is. Uh, it's a dynamic <laughs> handling package for yep. 1900 Because that gets you the diff. You don't need the premium package. Um, That's heated steering wheel, heated front seat, yeah, adaptive I, lights. I need that. You don't need the <laughs> M Sport Package Pro. I don't need that. You don't need the... Extra M Sport package. Whatever, no, whatever that I don't need is. any of the MBS. Just give me heated seats <laughs> and, and the diff. With delete, whatever that is. That's for the the seats. I think yeah, something to do with the the passenger seat. You don't need the auto dimming rear view mirror. Well, that's all included. You do need that. You're not paying extra for that. It's, yeah, it says three hundred fifty. Right After having auto dimming mirrors. Oh. I just when I'm driving a car at night and the mirrors aren't dimmed, it oh, just it drives me nuts. nuts. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. So bad. Yeah, no, you you could you could build a very good two thirty i two thirty i coupe and be out the door around forty grand. Yeah. Unless yeah. you're Chris, in which and case apparently you're me. Yeah, because you have to. How pay. much would mine be? Well, I'm you said be you over needed the premium package. Well, right? I wouldn't get a two thirty i anyway. So exactly. It so you'd be about fifty five grand for and, your into an M two forty. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> um. Yeah, that's a good car. The other thing that was remarkable is is Chris, you tested the fuel economy on both the two forty i and the two thirty i. Yeah, so this was got... this was interesting science. Both cars got about thirty four mpg, very similar conditions, um, about twenty degrees, twenty two degrees, both on the same set of um, Pirelli snow tires, same wheels. Both cars had the same wheels. 
Um, and they both got the same fuel economy. And that's, that is a huge testament to the M240i and how efficient that B58 is, yeah. that, that, that inline six. Does that do any form of cylinder deactivation? I don't know. I don't know. You don't I don't know. know. BMW powertrains are just so smooth and efficient and powerful. And I, as as funny as this is, I kind of like how BMW like underrates their powertrains. Like in the um, in the Supra, they were dynoing those cars and they were making more to the wheels than they were claimed to make at the crank. Yep. Which oh, is like so hilarious. That happened when Car and Driver got the m5 on the dyno as well oh really it, okay. it turned more on the dyno at the wheels than it said it's supposed to make at the crank <laughs> that's so funny yeah and it's interesting when you look into the sciences of how cars have to report their horsepower essentially what they do is they take about 10 cars test all of them but then from there they're allowed to choose sort of what number they report so and this is all pretty anecdotal it's what i've heard from from engineers and other journalists etc Ford, for example, will take 10 Mustang engines and take the average horsepower. Um, some brands, and maybe this was maybe this was actually Ford, will take like the second best out oh. of all those engines. Other brands like BMW will take like the worst. So that's like the lowest horsepower you're going to get. And most engines will actually be higher. So just kind of different corporate ways of well, going that, about. That makes for good press, I feel like, if you get, I think if it you does pick too. the lowest one and then it makes more, it's like, oh, this is fabulous versus... Claiming a car makes 500 horsepower and it only makes 450 or 400 Ford. and it's slow. It just Ford. depends on if you want to look better on on paper or do you want to look better in the real world. Um, that happened with old Top Gear when they, it was the must, oh, yeah. the, like 2005 Mustang GT500 came out mm -hmm. and they put it on a dyno and it made like 80 horsepower less. So they wrote almost on the door. Yeah, five hundred <laughs> almost because they claimed five hundred. Yeah, that's a pretty uh, that's a pretty Ford move. I should say American automaker mm -hmm. move yeah. in general. I wonder what Stellantis does. Yeah, well, they're Italian, so who knows? It could be different. They just lie. Yep. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's close enough. Yeah. So the two thirty I very solidly good car. Good car. The interior was also oyster color. Yeah. The spec kind of grew on me during the week, but I'd, I wouldn't get the gray. I wouldn't get the, Alyssa you know, that uh, that driver's seat had a little bit of wear on it already. Did it? Yeah. Like blue jeans? Die from jeans, yeah. Hmm. Um, I would just get um, like that really nice saddle color. What do they call it now? Cognac? Yeah. That's cognac, a good color. I would get maybe a black, black or Thunder Knight metallic exterior exterior oh yeah yeah either mm -hmm. would look good oh, i haven't seen a new two in black yet i've only seen them in red probably looks mean thunder knight and then now brooklyn gray Let's see if we the two series it. looks so good too it just looks so aggressive and that car is one of those cars that looked horrible in the press photos and then you see it in person and you get used to it more and it's like wow oh yeah oh yes wow. lovely the chrome grills actually look pretty good there too or yeah. the, the chrome surrounds old car looks so different it looks so much nicer and and like happier and like smoother. i don't know i don't mean nicer than better i just like like kinder i like them both yeah yeah that's a, that's a good oh this looks like a dark blue. that's a blue yeah. what um, is that what is that it's just some video that's playing in the background so anything else on the, two, on the 239 uh, 
Um, it pretty much sounded like an EV, or when I say sounded like an EV, it felt like an EV when you were in Eco Pro mode because it was so yeah. quiet. That's another good and point. And smooth. I liked driving it around in Eco Pro because it was oh, so quiet. I drove it in Eco Pro. Yeah. Literally the whole week I was driving around in Eco Pro. Oh, goodbye. Screen. I just knocked. Uh, no. Uh, I bumped the cable. Ah, uh, that's um, fine. Yeah, yeah it, it's literally one of those cars if you were single, you didn't have to transport stuff, and let's say maybe you had a pickup truck too. Yep. Mm -hmm. um, and the roads were butter smooth everywhere you had to go. Mm -hmm. That would be the perfect daily to have. Yep. And it's not that the ride was harsh, it's just you don't want to blow out wheels. Yeah. Yes. Here, here in the metro Detroit area, yeah. If you, there are so many cars, mainly Stellantis vehicles, sorry, <laughs> that I see. It's Chrysler 300s, Jeep Compasses, I always see with blown out, and GTIs too. Mm -hmm. I've seen blown out on 23 on the side of the Yeah, highway. some poor soul had a Fiat 500 that oh, no. was, was pulled over right before the on-ramp onto 23 with a flat tire. And I turned back around to go make sure they had something... Mm -hmm. some sort of plan and he said yeah i just bought this car like a week ago oh. and they i it, i haven't gotten a new tire inflation kit yet for it so he was waiting for a tow truck yeah oh that's sad it is sad my mother was driving my taurus and was behind a lincoln mks and was going down it was like a ways up ahead of her and on 23 north hit a pothole and the wheel it blew up so hard it tore the front whole fender Ooh, off yeah, and was wow. flying off into the highway and stuff and it was, <laughs> it was just ruined. That's rough. Yeah. So good car, 230i. The other vehicle we had last week, the Hyundai Tucson plug-in hybrid. Tucson Fev. Fev. I haven't fully made up my opinion on this car. I like the yeah. Tucson as a whole, but I don't know if plug-in hybrid is the way to go with that vehicle. I don't know if plug-in hybrid is the way to go with it. Here's anything. my opinion. It's a great car. <laughs> Side eye. <laughs> it's a great car. I like it. I would not buy one, though, because it's just got no character whatsoever. It is the most robotic-feeling car, and I get that sense with a lot of other cars. products. Well, also just cars in that segment. I, the Escape felt good. The, the, the RAV4 feels better. Escape is the worst one. Really? Yeah. I feel I get character from the escape. I guess I guess a little bit of character like through corners because it's so light and flickable. Well, I, I just get nostalgia with Fords. That's, that's what I grew up with. Yeah. It's like that, I, I that get into Fords. Like, this is yeah. This feels this is home. home. Yeah. I will say that I don't think most people in the segment are looking for character. No. I think they want they a want, forgettable sort of they car, want car that they can fill with Cheerios and strollers and lifestyle and people that forget about. You ask them what kind of car. They have, and they're like, it's silver. Yeah, mm -hmm. exactly. And this car was silver. <laughs> yeah. So maybe right. it isn't the right car. But we're talking $44,000 for a two-row crossover. It, it had a lot of good attributes. It does have a lot of good it's attributes. It's got good back space and yep. good uh, rear... What are cargo we? space. Car cargo space, yep. which surprised me in my short review. Yep. Um, that, as you pointed out, was not accurate from your experience. Right. Well, yeah. Most of the things that are good about the Tucson, the one we have, is is nothing related to its powertrain. It's all things you'd get with the gas or the hybrid as well. Mm -hmm. Good amount of cargo space, uh, good amount of rear seat space, front seat space, storage space around. Yep. I like, in general, the way things are laid out. I'm not a huge fan of the, hap the touch controls for... It's not even necessarily volume. It's the climate control. Everything is... I never really got used yeah. to because... 
there would be times I'm driving and I and I it's it's just harder to adjust things. Like right. I, I went to turn the, the temperature up and it went down. Yeah. It's just like you well, can uh, if you get a worse Tucson, like a lower trim, then you don't get that that screen. Even the that, climate that control. Display. But the climate control still touch though, right? Are you sure? I'm Is not it? sure. Um, look up a picture because I know I know it has a volume knob. So here's the other thing I hate about that center stack. It's in the center, the Santa Cruz too. It looks so yeah. bland. Like you get in the Rav Four or even the Maverick, and they you, car can become like design buttons into the interior design and knobs. Yeah, and like in the Rav Four, they put that like swooping like cool lines on the volume knobs, and it, it just looks so good. It's slightly less touch, but it's still touch for the for the HVAC controls. Yeah, I was I was almost leaning er, earlier this week. I was leaning towards um, saying that I preferred the Tucson plug-in over the Rav Four Prime, and I think I actually even said that in my review. But it's 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 tough with Toyotas because Toyotas are usually a little bit behind, but that's not always bad because it just means that they're taking their time to perfect things and they don't put things out too soon. And usually they're a bit more honest. And because yes. Charlie and I were talking about this. Korean products, especially between Samsung, Kia. That's right, Korea. We're coming after you yeah, now. Italy's getting a break. You're next. Samsung's Korean. Oh. Um, they, That's why you don't have an Android paper, phone. They make themselves look great on paper, but in practice, when you actually use their products, they kind of under overpromise, underdeliver. Yeah. And I've experienced that with every Samsung phone I've ever had. Mm. Um, I went through two... Um, note nice because one broke and then like in the first month of owning it so i had another one and then it's broken the same way just a year later just stopped working yeah, yeah. it's just like what the heck and 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 i kind of noticed it spending a long weekend with this tucson and i was kind of thinking about other hyundai kia products as well things like the stinger perfect car on paper but once you spend a little more time with it you're like yeah i, I kind of like the idea of it more than i actually yeah. like the car and that was our our conclusion on the stinger right yeah and yet with things like japanese cars it's in general the opposite because you look at an accord or a camry or whatever and you're like this is woeful why would i get this yeah but then you spend time in it or even the prius we have mm-hmm. you're like why would anyone buy a prius and oh, then at the end of the like week the you prius. go damn it why doesn't everyone just own a prius yeah prius or even the old bad. prius you only like five <laughs> years ago yeah it was like so like you, you look at those you're like stupid cars that only tree hardest drive then you drive it <laughs> And it's like, oh my god, this is like kind of fun. And it's got character and it. Everything makes sense. And it's got a no key. It's got a push button. Have I ever talked about how my driver's ed car was a Prius? I was going to point that out. Yeah, yeah you learned. I, I learned to drive on like a 06. Good think, car. 08. I learned to drive whatever. on an 07 Cobalt in the snow yes. on bulb all cobalt. season. <laughs> and the, the, there was no. Is it a sedan or a coupe? Sedan. There was no <laughs> shift. Nah, it was broken. You just had to, <laughs> you just had to push down. <laughs> what? Yeah. And the, um, what else is? Oh yeah, the turn signal. They didn't cancel, and the the cancel was broken. That's... And the beat like the tick noise. So you would always drive around with your turn signals on because oh, you couldn't okay. hear it and when it auto cancel. That's really messed up in a way because when you're teaching a teenager how to drive, you should not be <laughs> teaching them on a hoopty that has broken <laughs> essential components like a shifter and a turn signal. And that's insane. And then we after I was done, I heard they had to um, switch cars because the transmission went out. Yeah, scrap it. It's like Our, you're learning on a car. Car probably doesn't even exist anymore. No, it's probably crushed. I bet my Prius exists. No, it still exists. I see it around. around. To be fair, you actually, you were driving 
we have photos of Nathan driving our Miata as like a kid who could barely see yeah. over the wheel. Daniel. Yeah. Um, so we've all probably been driving. Did you start driving pre-16? I was 14 when I drove my Cobalt for the first time. Yeah. Nice. I Daniel. used to sit on my uh, parents' um, lap and steer up the yeah, uh, never private road. That. That's northern Michigan stuff. Driving uh, around you guys and everything. Were, yeah. Hoonin, up there hooligans. In the, in the woods. Where laws don't matter. Yeah. yeah, and not four wheelers. We used to play cat and mouse. We'd ch- literally chase each other around the field and stuff. And yeah, go go karts, four wheelers, dirt bikes, all yeah. sorts Everything. of things. But yeah, getting back to Hyundai Kia. They, you look through the spec sheet, you look through the, all the features and stuff. You're like, yeah, this has everything, and it's priced really well. But you, the more time you spend in them. It's not for every car, and then we are making kind of a broad generalization here. But it's yeah. it's just something you kind of notice when you spend time. I'm sure we'll get flamed when you spend time with all these cars. You just kind of recognize these patterns, and there's just certain things that kind of like the Maverick and the Santa Cruz too. It's like the Santa Cruz you'd think would blow the Maverick away, but you kind of spend time in both of them. You're like, mm-hmm. no, actually, I'd, I'd take the Maverick. Yeah, yeah, and, and, the and same, not just because of the price. The same thing with my Tau Tau moped. You would think, oh, this must be the most dreadful, dismal piece of garbage ever. But it's done everything I've ever asked it to do and more. I've taken it way out of its comfort zone and it still fires up. And right. Yeah. Most so. Am I the same thing most, with my, yeah, my, <laughs> my Chinese phone, too? Mm-hmm. It's like I've had this for. Nathan's a big oh. fan of China. Yeah. Well, Chairman Miao. No. Miao. Miao, <laughs> if you'd like to uh, promote no. our podcast. I'm not communist. <laughs> but please promote this podcast in China because it'd probably get a billion views just, since they have a billion people. We, would get, we, we wouldn't get to keep growing. any of the money, though. It would have to go to the people. That's true. Um, <laughs> but yeah, this has been abs- And we were actually comparing this to the new Samsung that came out because this has, does everything better. That was the other thing that prompted this conversation is, yeah, again, Samsung phones. There's a new feature on, on the new Samsung Galaxies where it says it can charge 45 watt fast charging. That would is, make it catch on fire, probably. They used well, to catch well, on that, fire. That, that, you're right. They, that's a good point. <laughs> Samsung's catch on fire. They don't. No, not Note 7s did. But anyway, the previous phone was 25 watt fast charging, and they were like, this new one, 45 watt fast charging, which, okay, fair enough, good. It will charge at that rate for a minute, and then oh. it starts throttling itself down. So again, <laughs> on paper, they get to say up to 45 yeah. watt fast charging. But then it doesn't actually. And Nathan's phone that's like two years older still charges faster. Yes. It can do like 65 watts fast charging for the entire duration of the charge. Right. And then you get someone like Apple who a lot of times, they again, kind of like Toyota, a little bit behind the curve. I was just going to say. And then under promise. But like it's just. just, The the Toyota phone. Right. And it just just does. It just does the thing. Yeah. Yeah. So. And it's always. And you always know how to use it. Yeah. Yeah. And and getting back to the Tucson on that that topic. It's a plug-in hybrid. Okay, great. So I went out to do the plug-in hybrid test. Yeah. It can't make its own heat on just electric alone. So if you want to drive it as an electric vehicle, you must freeze in the winter. That I was freezing in the back of that. Yeah. Versus my Explorer. Does it not have heated rear seats? It does. It does, but it's, oh. you can't turn that boy on. No, we, well, we had the heat going that day when you were riding in the back. But it took a long time to get warm. I was cold for a long time. Okay. But like the RAV4 Prime, if you want to own that and use it as an electric vehicle for its 45 or so miles of range, like it will act as a 100% electric vehicle. The Tucson, oh, yeah. if you push the, the gas too far down, it engine pump. The only thing is, out. I was able to do a 0 to 60 run yeah. just. You just can't. Run. You just can't click. You just got to. Yeah. He I did it. He showed it. me. 
I did it too, actually, during my review. If you put the pedal all the way down, yeah, it no. didn't kick, kick no, on. It didn't. Kick no, on. no, it, it it would. You just have to. Well, you, you, you have just, to keep it under you that can't little get it till it cl- till it clicks. Doesn't it? Didn't it have a click? No, a, there's a not click a click down? down pedal. What it is is the gauge goes to about ninety percent. Oh, and then yeah, there, there's. But see, you're not pressing the gas all the way. No, I'm I'm watching it. Exactly, you have to watch it. Oh. And in the Rav4 Prime, you don't have to watch it. You just put your foot just down. Put your foot down. If you put your foot down on this, it's going to kick in. I wish there were a kick down button, because if there were a kick down button, you could put your foot all the way to the kick down button. That's how Volvos do it in their pl- uh, plug in hybrids. Yeah. You can put it all the way down to there. But if you need the engine in an emergency situation, click. How much nicer would the world be if everyone just drove a Volvo? Much nicer. Yeah. Yeah. Very much. Better. Right. I feel like there'd be less war, less fighting. Mm-hmm. Russia needs Volvos. That's how we solve this crisis. Now they can ship them a bunch of Volvos. Volvos. Yep. It also help in a in a in a war setting. Sorry, Nathan, because you could probably shoot a Volvo with a missile and it would just. Bing, it'd yes, bounce Nathan off. even pointed out you can you can shop uh, bulletproof Volvos on their website. That's right. Security details. Okay, sorry. Although guys. Volvos are made by China now, so they're already in with Chinese? Russia. And uh, yeah, and, interesting. And so they can just ship them right over. Should be good. Um, look at the interior, just in general, of the of the Tucson. Mm-hmm. Just like see how the center stack just looks so boring. Now look at the Rav Four interior. Woo! Look at those buttons and how it all like yeah. looks so much more just welcoming. Looks old. Uh, yeah, I was gonna say actually, I like oh. the Tucson interior better. Maybe the the interior in general, but just like the center. Side. I hate the I hate the screen on the Rav Four. The, the way it's yeah. just tacked on top. I do get that. Well, I don't I don't even necessarily hate the way it looks. Well, I go just go hate... to like a boring one. Like go to the. <laughs> Look at your... I like that interior in the Tucson. Yeah. It... And another thing, if you look at that. And another on, thing, the screen is not straight on. It's angled. So I was sitting it in the is. back, and my OCD was flaring up because it's not. It's driver centric. It's like why? Because the driver needs it more. But then you can't—they block out half the features anyway when you're moving. Because ooh, the driver can't touch it. So why do they do it anyway? Doesn't? I don't think Hyundai's that bad with that. What features do they block out? I don't know, but I know know (laughs) cars do it. It's like passengers exist too. And how how much more of a difference is it going to make? You know what would help the driver ease using it? Freaking buttons in it instead. I, I do wish it had buttons. I, I, I like, love buttons. I like the Tucson as a non-plug-in hybrid. I'm good with it. I just don't think it's the right plug-in hybrid to get. I like has there too. ever I like been... Has there, I feel like we always come to this conclusion. Has there ever been a trim of a car, I guess maybe the RAV4 Prime, that you would recommend getting a plug-in over the other powertrain options? C-Max, but it's dead. Okay. Uh, current, Volvos. Current cars. Volvos, okay. Yep, I would recommend the Volvo because it fits the character of the car so well. The only downside is the range isn't super far on the okay. Volvo plug-in hybrids. So but you wouldn't recommend an Escape plug-in. You wouldn't recommend a Tucson plug-in. Would you recommend a Rav4 Prime? Yes, but only over again, the, over a regular only RAV4 for hybrid. the right sort of buyer. So not just not, in general. not blanket. No. Okay. So only Volvos. Yeah, probably only Volvos. Okay. And part of that's because the only other engine you can get with the Volvo is just the two-liter turbo anyway. So it's not like you're getting some. It's not like you're giving up some fantastic powertrain. That's true. The Rav, uh, the the Tucson hybrid standard hybrid is excellent because it's a good motor paired with a good transmission, and the the hybridness kind of fills in the torque gaps and the lower uh, lower ends of the motor. Yeah. So it's just a good. It's it's a very good powertrain. It's much cheaper. I would not get the Tucson plug-in hybrid. I'd get the Tucson, but not the Tucson plug-in hybrid. In fact, let's take a quick peek at that class of vehicle. 
right now. Um, where are we here? I have come up with my opinion on the two sun. Okay. okay. Zero out of ten for not having buttons. <laughs> General consensus. That, that, that's gonna, car, cars will not be a, a. If I ruled the country, cars without buttons would not be allowed to be sold here. Well, look at that. U.S. News reports plops the Tucson top. Nine, nine out of ten. Who put that there? Oh, goodness. You're, you're not going to be allowed to drive any Mazdas. You're, um, you, I saw some people were a little bit upset with you in the comments about not liking Mazdas. Good. Yeah. Mazdas are excellent. I no, love Mazdas. They are. No. Mazdas they fill people. They have buttons. Or knobs. They knobs and buttons. People. Yes, but they have knobs and buttons. <laughs> they kill people. It's okay because they have knobs, knobs and, and buttons. buttons. They're dreadful. The, the Tucson is, is I would put it up there. I like the CRV as well. I haven't driven the new Sportage, but. That's not the new Sportage. I was going to say, the new, new one comes out next year. We saw one on the live drive, actually. A new, new one. I saw a picture of one on Twitter that appeared to be on a dealership uh, inventory lot. Really? Mm-hmm. Bronco Sport. No. Bronco Sport's really good. That's ridiculous. Put it up more. It's five. How much higher do you expect it to go? One. Five. Fords can't be one. No, they yes, can't. Except for the Maverick. Put that, that is a Maverick, but there's a topper on it. I, I would I, rather have a I, CX-5. I'd rather have a CX-5 or a Tucson than yeah. a Bronco Sport. I Me like too. the Bronco Sport a lot. I just don't trust Ford. I would, I'd pick it over a CRV. Yeah, but that's Ford Europe, you have to Plus, remember. Plus, look at the... Ford Europe doesn't make the Bronco Sport. Well, it's the Escape, so yeah, they do. It's, I mean, it's pretty much as <laughs> far as the Escape. I think... The, why, why do you think Europe, Ford Europe makes the Escape? <laughs> it's the Kuga. But they've, they've always made the Escape, but then they just literally tacked on just different body paintings. But I think the Escape's like a, an, a Ford America car. No, it's a Ford, the Escape's always been a, a Europe car. Really? Yeah. Well, it's always had the, it's always been designed in, in Germany with saying the German power plant. Where's your German source for this, this information? Years of like, it's, Me it's knowing. Like <laughs> the Fiesta, the Focus, and the Escape, well, those and obviously. the C-Max are all European. Then so it's a platform. It's the platform and the design of the interior. If you just okay. look, like they're all Europe, European Ford. Why is the Forester number six? Or wait, well, no, it's tied for number tied. five. We'll get to that. But also look at the price of the Bronco Sport. It starts at 27 whereas you can get a Tucson for 25 Where's the Escape? And a Sex Probably, 5. Hopefully far down. Why? The Escape's not that good. It's oh, God, it's below, the, it's below the Rogue. That's how you know. You know, I actually don't good. mind the Forester. The Forester can burn... Yeah, the Forester is probably I'm with my Nathan second favorite one. Uh, Subaru. Have you driven one? New one? No. It's not bad. Is it anything like the Outback? No, it's better. I would How could it not be anything like the Outback? Is it the, the same powertrain? Is it the same powertrain? Definitely is. Off the top of my head. I would put the Forester in last just to annoy Subaru owners because they are the most entertaining to annoy. Nissan Rogue. I would act, I would take a Rav Four over the Rogue. Ooh, yeah, me too. Four down there. Because seventh is still pretty good. Seven. We just talked about Toyotas. You should always just get the Toyota. Yes, that's true, but that doesn't mean it's better. I would say it's better than the Tucson. I would say the Tucson is a better car, but I would take the RAV4. The RAV4 is loud. You ring out the engine on the RAV4. (laughs) What was that? Kanye West saying seven. Ah. The RAV4 sounds like you're going to blow the engine up every time you have to accelerate. That is true. Well, Toyotas Toyotas in general... It's because they had you have to rent out. My stepmother was saying. Yeah, yeah. Our stepmother, who just traded her X1 in for a Rav4, essentially, she was saying that the Rav4 is much, much slower. 
And it's really not that it's that much slower. It's just the X1's powertrain was so much smoother. She could just lean into it and be doing 60. Whereas the RAV4, she has to ring out. She doesn't like ringing it out. So she's just like, I get that. Barely but getting on the phone. <laughs> Let me put it to you this way. If you had to buy one 10 years old, what would you take? The RAV4. Exactly. Yeah. I, I, I think but the, we're Tiguan is, the Tiguan's also ranked too low. I would rank it CX5 first. Who put the Equinox down there? Anyway. <laughs> The Equinox is brilliant. You can't judge cars you haven't driven. I have driven an Equinox. <laughs> Not a new one. They're pretty much the same as, it's just a face. I thought you had driven a Traverse. Well, that was an older Traverse. I haven't driven the new Traverse. And that was good, too. Chevy makes good cars. Why is the Jeep Wrangler not here? Why is the Escape not even? They don't even have the Escape. Oh, there right it is. It's not ranked yet. Oh, there you go. Maybe it'll be uh, ranked higher. Wait, what's that? What's that what website is this? Because I don't... U.S. News is this a is this a, a a you know who um, affiliated <laughs> website? No, I just I just like using U.S. News because they show all the cars in a very okay. straightforward. Okay, let's just let's look at Car and Driver because uh, well, Car and Driver doesn't uh, rank like they don't show all the rankings very well. That didn't even be safe. Here, this is twenty twenty one. This is a year old. They'll have the Mazda first because they love Mazda. Mira. I've never heard of whatever that is that you just went by. It's, Compass. It's Hyundai's uh, hydrogen car. Nexo. Compass. You agreed. saw one in person, a Nexo. Eclipse. Did I really? I yeah. It looked bigger than that, whatever that was. Agreed. Anyways, agreed. 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 Yep, agree with that. No. Keeping on agreeing. Oh, no. perfect. What? There's the escape down That's at the bottom. Ridiculous. Haven't driven a Sportage. Oh, this, this is old That's Tucson. That's the old Tucson. Forest. Oh, for God's sake. Okay, that's probably about Rogue. right. Okay, okay, Rogue, yeah. Outlander, wow. Interesting, number six. Bronco Sport. Isn't it funny? Who's ever doing this with their Bronco Sport? They put, they put the Outlander above the Rogue, <laughs> which I, I is would hilarious. Too. Yeah. Bronco Sport. Yeah, there you go. CRV. Yep. Yeah. Yeah. T1. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Okay. And yeah. there CX-5. it is. Oh, for God's <laughs> sake. No, no, no. They're, they're, they're I actually, I agree with their top two there. I don't love the CRV, but... Let's see who else who else ranks. Let's see what Motor Trend says. Oh, they're gonna make us click through a gallery. X five is gonna be first. Thirteen. Cherokee, up bottom. Oh wow, T one quite low. Interesting. Opposite of car and driver. Train, yep. Sportage, yep. Equinox, yep. Outlander, yep. Escape, yeah. Why? What's so bad? About the Escape. It's not good. It's not it's a good car. Old Tucson makes sense. Rav Four. There we go. Maybe Top five. Ah, look yes. at there you go. Yes. Yes. That's Whoa, that's fair. It's a little fourth. dated. Uh, Rogue. Ooh. Oh. Disagree with that. Cancel. What? What is this? Motor Trend. We're canceling yeah. Motor Trend. How could they put the Rogue above the CX Five? Oh Ooh. no. CRV. Yeah. Okay. All right. They are bullcrap. I think I, I agree pretty strongly with car and driver's ranking. How about KBB? Grab four, that makes sense. Yes. KBB is going to be very... Uh, KBB is like... a scam. KBB is... <laughs> yes, it is. You know, KBB in general... Thank you, five. Oh, sorry. God, that's what? The Q5 is like the worst thing you can possibly buy. Ow. <laughs> it's an Audi. You can't be on a car publication and just say a car is bad because it's a brand. It is. That ruins your credibility. No, I can say that. Well, then you're going to have your credibility wrong. About cars.com. I hate cars. They know cars, right? Cars.com. Well, they got cars. Well, they, they put it very straightforward. Rogue, Tucson, Forester, Tiguan. Yeah, that's ass. 
Oh, that was not in any specific order. Oh, no, that is their final ranking. Yeah, Let me see if, if this one publication has any of Edmonds. Tau? Oh, that's extra small. Small crossovers. CRV, CX-5, Don't Agree with the Rogue, Tucson, Forrester, Cherokee. Wow, they put the Cherokee pretty high. Redesigned in 2014. Is that right, Chris? The what? The, the Cherokee hasn't been redesigned yeah. since 2014. Yeah, 14. It, it got a mild facelift in like 2018 or something. Yeesh. Huh. huh. Well, well either way, no, 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 Tucson is good. Don't, don't buy the plug-in hybrid. No, no, no. What really bugs me about it. It's not necessarily that the new ones are bad. It's what happens to them when they're eight years old. High schoolers buy them and chop the exhaust off and go around just tearing through what is small little all-used Audis. High schoolers buy them. And infinities. Maybe infinities down here, but up north, they all buy Audis. They cut the exhaust off and they deafen you. In eight in the morning, as they come screaming by the high school parking lot, revving it up in the park, and then in the middle of the night, they go just tear and blasting up and down the are road, they, going through the little towns. Are they um, students at the high school, yeah, or are students. they picking they up their high school? They, they appreciate so much that they can all afford them. Yeah. They cool, right, and they all blow up to. That's they do. Therefore, the Q five is a bad car. Yes. Eight. So it was the R eight then, right? Audi R eight. You know what? Car. Honestly, I'm not a fan of the R eight because it's. And same okay. thing with the Huracan. It's just like okay. they've lost all because all the YouTubers buy them. The 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 YouTubers they buy the Lamborghinis. They put stupid wraps on them, put emblems all over the side. They go check out my Lamborghini, guys, bro. I just bought a the Audi R8 too, and I'm gonna tell you all about it. But first, I'm gonna sponsor all this random crap. Sponsored oh. by Bang. And let me show you my new dog and my, my, my crib and everything. It's just like... It's Parker just, and Eddie, you're on blast. Yeah. Not Eddie. He's got an R8. Yeah, but he's not flashy, though. He's not really yeah, a flashy. He is. He's literally Eddie? just... He's Walmart no, he's versus not. Parker. Wow. Come I, will, I will not stand for this Eddie slander. Eddie. Eddie's... Are, you've never even... Have you met Eddie before? Yeah, I think... Eddie's yeah, a really... Briefly. Eddie's, Eddie's a really good guy. He is, but I did find his showing up at Mama with the R8 and parking it right in front for everyone to see a little, uh, a little ostentatious. Made it very clear that he was there in his R8. But you know, that's like literally like I feel like I don't have an R8, so you know, I guess if I, I had speak. A, to be fair, if I had an R8, I would probably well. First of all, you wouldn't buy an R8. I that's know you. okay. Thank so that's you. first thing, and second of all, you probably would have parked it at the hotel and walked. That's the rest of us. Yeah, that's true. And I guess they're not bad cars. I've never driven one, but it's just what drives me nuts is like literally, and like Doug DeMiro says the same thing, but it's they either have a McLaren or a Lamborghini or a McLaren or an R8. Well, next time we get well, next time we get an Audi or a McLaren, you don't have to drive it. Good, because I don't want to. <laughs> it just looks like every other YouTuber in history. This week at DMHQ, we have on our premises a Volvo XC40 Recharge. And it is fast. And the infotainment is top-notch. Does it have the Android Automotive? Yep. It's, I, in my short drive, I've like, in detail went through everything about it. It's just so crisp and good. And simple like an iPhone. Like you, The home page is you just got your apps. You click on them. It goes into it. It's fast, responsive. It's intuitive. Would you say it's, it's good enough to not need... A phone projection, yes. Android Auto or Apple yes, CarPlay. Okay. It practically it's is. Just it just yeah. is a phone. Yeah. Okay. I'm looking forward to using that then. Uh, is is cool how Google Maps works on there? Because mm-hmm. it's like straight up just Google Maps. I will say I still prefer 
Teslas or I think it's a little bit too small, honestly. Yeah. Yeah, yeah there are some they're screens that are only big for the sake of being big, but Tesla's, Tesla does a good job with its actual screen real estate. And I didn't play with it that much, and this would be on Volvo, not the Android Automotive, but when you put it in reverse, I can only figure out a way to choose between the 360 camera and the back of the camera. There's a split, but if you chose one or the other, the other would go black. Uh-huh. That, that could be a Volvo thing. Volvos make weird safety decisions sometimes. Does it have, and I, I almost know the answer is no, but does it have a power adjusting steering column? No. And the other thing, it whacked my hand so hard when you pull it. Some steering column things do that. That's, you ever a, been... that's a Stellantis thing. It is a Stellantis thing. <laughs> I was going to say, the last, every Ram I get into, you go, ah. Yeah. yeah. And the Jeep Ram. And the Jeep. And I, I bet, does this, does this Jeep have that a power? That should have a power. It's yeah. somewhat reserved. Oh, yeah. But what, what was that we were in last time? The Wrangler. There you go. It was like, oh. Uh, yeah, what is it with... It hurts. It stings. Yeah. we love you. But come on, You know what's man. funny? I was just thinking the other day, I really wish we would get more Stellantis stuff. I know that we like... We, we trash them, we trash them, but... I love their cars. I love their cars so much. Has so many quality issues, and the infotainment is ridiculous. And yet, you'd still consider buying. That's why we like them. How do they make it so fun? They don't. They don't take themselves so seriously. It's just. It's like just make another charger. Let's douchebag edition. Let's put some eBay fender flares on it and call it something totally new. Exhaust. No. Let me just play it real fast into the. Microphone. Here. Sounds like a V6. Good old Pentastar uh, 3.6 liter. Sounds like a 350Z. Sounds good. Yeah. And the handling, I don't know how. So Wait a minute, we're talking about the XC40 right now. Oh. Well, we <laughs> we'll get to the Jeep. We'll get to the Jeep. What color is the XC40? I don't know. I, don't I think know. it's gray. It's like grayish. Is it? Yeah, greenish gray. Yeah. Um, I really saw like it's a actually more blue. blue. Ooh, it's gray. It's good. It's, it's an attractive car. I don't know. I don't. I've always thought that those look nice. E like all car makers, if you're gonna make an EV, follow Tesla's lead and don't like try and integrate the grill in an EV way. Just like make it flat. Yeah, I like I that. I think it looks that. nice. I really don't like the way it looks. It's, really? It's fine, but... Oh, but, Thor's hammer. Let's go. It's just like... It does, it does have a two-tone roof. Yeah. At least it's black. I don't know. It just doesn't do anything for me. Also, it's really hard to get in. Once you get in the rear seats, it's fine. But the opening's so tight. That's the thing a lot of people don't realize with subcompact SUVs. Their back seats are not thing. The like, sole purpose of this car is to sit up high. Yeah. And then that's it. The end. Right, and to make people think they have an SUV. Yeah. I mean, you could have just told Americans that the Focus was an SUV and they would have bought it. They almost did. Remember when they were going to bring the, uh, f the Focus, Focus Active? active. Well, they could have just continued making the Focus hatchback and told buyers it was an SUV and they would have bought it. I'm. I'm Toyota practically did that with the Corolla Cross. Yeah, and Hyundai does it with the Kona. Yeah, you're right. The Kona is not an SUV. This isn't a hatchback, it's an SUV. Yeah, the Kona is not an SUV. Look real fast, just how awesome that thing. It was an estate. Oh, the, the Focus Active yeah. or whatever? Or it was Focus. A, is that what it was called? Yeah, it was going to be an estate. It was going to be lifted, but still a Focus. Do they have that in Europe? Yeah. They've been everywhere in the world. Active X. Ooh, that's kind of cool looking. Oh, that's really cool. Yeah. What's the, look at the red one. 
The red one is no. Go down two more. Yeah. Why don't we have that here? That would be. Because Ford doesn't love us. Ford just wants to make Americans feel bad. That's exactly what we were gonna get. The woman too. And the umbrella. And the umbrella. Yeah. yeah, no, it's an awesome car. I, I love the new really good. It's a Subaru Outback Wilderness, but it's not garbage. Okay, there you go. A little three-cylinder Fiesta ST action. Yeah. And look at the Ford Puma, too, that we don't get. Oh, that looks different now. They've facelifted it. The Ford Puma ST. And we always talk about... crap over here. Yeah, we always talk about Fords that we can't get. I feel like that comes up every podcast. That looks cool, too. Almost looks like an Alpha. Um, yeah, it does. Amito. Amito. That yeah. looks so good. Mm-hmm. And they're getting an ST on the Nuremberg ring, too. XC40, what's the, uh, what's, oh, we should bring up the window sticker real quick. What's the range on it? Uh, I don't know, but it's zero to 220. Oh, there's no Monroni on it. Okay. Oh. It's fast. 220. So just barely squeezing in there. Doesn't look like the most efficient. MPGE on the highway is only 79. In comparison, our Tesla is 119. So what was it actually? No, the, the efficiency was actually 119. It was not the efficiency that's misrepresented by Tesla. It's the, it's the range. It's the battery capacity. It's misrepresented. I'm looking forward to spending time with the, with the XC40 recharge. I think it'd be good. I think it's a little low on range for a lot of people, but I think it's nice. And also, they didn't do the stupid thing that a lot of car companies do now. They make the ride as harsh as possible. Mm. It's 400. Sorry. 400 horsepower? Yeah, it's also kind of expensive. Look, it starts at $52,000. That's a lot of money. Mach E GT. Yeah. Model Y long range. Almost a Mach E. Couldn't get a Model Y long range. It's about 60. But um, yeah, no, there are a lot of cars. I, that's probably going to be the downfall of the Volvos. Like, it's good, but there are a lot of better options. Yeah. I'm predicting that. Well, other car we have. Oh, there's the other thing. I just say, I get that over a Mach E because, like, you like, don't trust Ford that much. Right. right. That's, that's a little fair. bit more unique. There's a lot of Mach E's around. I still don't. I would have trouble. If I wanted to own it for a while, I'd definitely have trouble trusting the Mach E. Volvo would not make a car that catches on fire. Good point. Volvo would also make it so that the charging always works. Although it might have coronavirus in it because they're made in China. Are they made in China? I don't know if this is the XC60 is made in China. Interesting. Yep. Demonetized <laughs> Yeah, we're trying to gain the support of the Chinese. China. You're right. Coronavirus is a hoax. Nathan's been using a Chinese Trump's phone for two years just for that purpose. Ah, yes, you're right. We're putting a Chinese radio in your Explorer. Is it going to speak Chinese? <laughs> unfortunate. Live translation. <laughs> um... Imagine if we like found a way to get our channel like sponsored in China so that the Chinese can watch it. Well, they already I, do. They just steal it and put it over there. Yeah, yeah. I've been reached out to by like China's equivalent of YouTube, like a sponsor for them to be like, "Can we take your videos and put it on there and pay you like a low amount of money?" I'm like, no, <laughs> but probably should at some point. Yeah. Anyway, other car we have this week: Jeep Grand Cherokee L. Summit oh, Reserve. Oh yeah, Summit Reserve. So, so is Summit Reserve the highest trim? Yes. Wow. It must be. It is. Then. Yeah, but it has the V6, so you save some money there. So here's the thing about it. The interior material 
quality is amazing. The build quality is really bad. There are even some panels that are starting to come off in there. Um, the infotainment, it's well designed, not well executed. It was laggy. It's hard to get me to them. We had a, uh, another Grand Cherokee a while ago and tons of technical difficulties and issues. Um, yeah, I was wondering what was going on there. What shocked me the most is how fun and engaging it was to drive out on the Oh my god, 67,000. Which in the grand scheme of things, like compare that to an Escalade or like a Tahoe or a regular Yukon. Yeah, yeah, but I that, mean, but that would compete with the Wagoneer though. Not, no, the regular Yukon would probably compete with the. This, this would compete with like an Explorer and you yeah, could probably be get an, an Explorer Platinum up around this price. Yeah, well, King Ranch. Not the the L would probably compete more with just the regular Yukon, just in terms of. But, but that's, that's a body on frame SUV. Isn't this, this is body on frame? No, it's unibody. No, this is unibody. Um, anyway, the um, it drove the steering for some reason was so direct, like it, it dove into corners and it um, it handled fine. But it's just how fun it was, and the paddle shifters were super responsive. It made the F8 speeds really good. Yeah, yeah. Little, they do a good job integrating the paddles too. Oh, really? And the engine, it was just so, like, it wanted you to just keep going faster and faster. And it was slow, but it just in like 8.7. It's a big, heavy car for that for that V6. Yeah, but yeah. It, it was just so good. I like how manufacturers continue to come up with different things to call their leather. This is... Palomo leather seats. Oh, is it? Yeah. What does that mean? Who the hell knows? They just, there's random, like, first it was like Napa leather, and then it's like Nasco leather, and it's like, yeah. They used to call the, was it Napa leather they called it in the Challengers that you used to? I think so. Yeah. You could get, like, various, I don't know. You could just, get zero gravity seats in the Nissan. Yeah. yeah. We're very comfortable. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah, I, I think, think this is going to be good. good. Hopefully it works the whole time we have it. We are probably going to try to tow with it if it does have a hitch. Um, so that'll be interesting, but yeah, it's 67 is a lot, but Jeep's essentially becoming the American Range Rover. Flashy, expensive, That is pretty much what I get. <laughs> Thank you. That's what I gathered from the last Grand Cherokee. I loved that last Grand Cherokee. I thought it was fantastic. Yeah. And I emerged from the experience thinking this reminds me a lot of a Range Rover. Yeah. And I think you, you said it perfectly. Flashy. We took one, we took an L off road as well, and it did, we did. super well. This will get really, really high up. Did you put it all the way yeah, up its max mode? Um, yeah. It's something like 10 inches of ground yeah, clearance or something like that. So the one we were, the one we off roaded was a V8, I'm pretty sure. Probably. Yeah. 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 yeah, it is kind of a shame this isn't a V8, but with today's gas prices, I'm not too bummed. Apparently, you can call 1-877-IAM-JEEP. Why does it say FCA still? That's a good question. Oh yeah, that's an that's an attractive SUV. Also, yeah. it looks really good. I am even um, the 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 facelifted compass, the new compass with the new uh, fascias and the new interior. I think it looks great. Yeah, it looks beautiful. Yeah, yeah it gets so high up. Yeah, Jeep's, Jeep's been doing some good things. It's All right, we're, we're calling one eight seven seven I am Jeep. Why are, you're all your. Thank you for calling the Jeep Customer Assistance Center. That's what it is, customer assistance. Which of these can we help you with? Say, roadside assistance, recall information, you connect in Bluetooth, Mopar vehicle protection, or say, My Jeep has burned. Great. 
assistance. Yeah, no, it's not going to recognize that. It should have it. My, my Jeep is no longer in one piece because it is caught on fire. <laughs> there you go. We'll send you a tow truck. It should be cool. It should be good. I'm looking forward to spending time in it. I don't know if I would own one. They make them in Detroit. Oh, mm-hmm. does it say it's location? Yeah, Final yeah, Assembly Point, Detroit. Hmm. It's pretty cool. Probably Ster- do they build them in Sterling Heights? Or do you think this is actually like Detroit proper? I don't know. I don't know either. It would be Sterling Heights. We should know things like this. Oh, well. Any other personal car stuff? I feel like... Personal car stuff? Well, just anything. Any oh. other cars we drove this week that, that matter? Uh, My minivan tire is still flat. I don't know. Oh, the weather's going to be super nice, so we're going to get the motorcycles out this week. Yeah, I didn't, I drive any of pers- I didn't drive any of my first. You drove my E46 this week, briefly. Was it? Yeah, it was last week. You did? Mm-hmm. Yeah, the last week. It was. What'd you think? We did have to jump it because it sat for so long that it died. True, it was an easy jump. Yeah. Very easy. It wasn't super dead. It was just no. a little bit dead. Um, yeah. It was nice. We fit six people in my Explorer. Oh, yeah, we used your Explorer's third row. It was nice. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Although, no heat vents back there. That's a bit of a bummer. Yeah. It is pretty old. It is so pretty old. Can give it that excuse. So, heat vents existed back then. I don't know why they thought they had to not have them. <laughs> but I understand that it's not a third row that's probably supposed to be used all the time. Yeah, so like your Right. Yeah, it's not, it's not a full on extra, like, and it's not an expedition. Put it that way. Yeah, I think that's about it. Um, I didn't do anything else car related. Copart. Yeah. yeah. You want to do the co-part segment? Right. Yeah. yeah. Do you have any co-parts for us? Well, I sent you a C-Max earlier. Do you want to talk about that one? Yeah. I will read you the uh, lot number. Okay. Let me know when you're ready. Right. 368-668-12. This is a 2013 Ford C-Max SE. It looks like it's been hit quite aggressively in the front, but it looks like a high up hit. It looks like they ran into the rear bumper of like a lifted truck. Yeah. High up hits are usually good because it avoids the frame. So, I mean, your, your core support's going to be pretty mangled, but... 130,000 miles, runs and dries, front end, and minor scratches. You know what's interesting is uh, somebody painted the door trim black. Oh, you're right. Interesting. Oh. Looks quite good. Yeah, I don't think it looks bad. Yeah. It, it does seem like a pretty good deal. The sad thing is, this will probably go for like four grand. Probably will. Yeah. yeah. I uh, almost bid on a Copart. I, in fact, I did bid on a Copart car. Is it a Buick Saber? It was not. It was a Kia Optima Hybrid. Really? In like 2011. It was like the first year of that. And it ended up selling for only like two grand. But it was, a, it was an off site run and drive. I bid up to like 1,500. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Just like 130,000 miles on it, run and drive off site. Interesting. Yeah. I give you another lot number. Mm-hmm. 695 062 71. Oh boy. Okay, so hear me out. <laughs> <laughs> so it's a 09. It's a 5 It's a 09 535XI. So it's a turbo inline six. Oh no. So how yeah, is this not let, a salvage title? Let, let me show you something cool. It's a it's a wagon. Okay. It's a manual. It's a, yes. It's a manual turbo Ooh. wagon. This oh, is a rare, yeah. this is a rare spec. Now go to the interior. Mm-hmm. Not only, it also has sport seats. It has a sport steering wheel. This is probably, well, I was oh, going to say low tire pressure. Oh no. 
I think it looks a lot worse than it is because go to the engine bay. Yeah, yeah, you're right. Well, and the airbag didn't go off. No, it just it got hit at like a weird angle. Yeah, it did. That is bankruptcy. It is. No, it is. You're not wrong. You're not wrong. Yeah, I, there was an editor at Car and Driver, Mr. Sabatini. He had one of these. And in the manual, it's a 530, though. The 530i manual wagon is actually incredibly rare. This is a very rare car you're showing. But he had a 530i manual wagon, and he said it was just awful for reliability. And it would have things like... The radio unit for the head unit, I drive and everything, the, all the electronics were positioned in the underneath the floor of the trunk. Oh, so, so they'd get wet. Yeah, they yeah. got wet. They leaked in into the trunk and ruined the radio. Yeah. Yes. Um, my, this, one of my friends in high school, he was going, he bought a 5 Series, like an 07, and I said, that thing is going to be horribly unreliable. You're right. I said that to, uh, to and, you to say to him, too. And he got on the edge, oh, you know what you're talking about and stuff, and it never worked. Yeah. It was... But when it, did, it worked once, and another one of my friends bought it from him, and one time I actually ran into him in this one dirt parking lot that <laughs> happened to be in. And it was a V8. He was doing donuts, and it sounded so good. It was a V8 wagon? No, not a wagon. It was just a... Oh, just a V8, like a uh, 545 yeah. or a 550? It, it sounded amazing, but it began to sound like it was just so bad. Do you think it's enhanced, Chris, because the engine doesn't run or because... The no, uh, enhanced just means they, like, hosed it off. So it could be... It could totally not be a, a working car because it's not run and drive? Well, when BMWs crash, although the airbags didn't go off, so I don't know why it doesn't run. It might just not run because it's a t an N54. Should we bid on it? If you want. 700 bucks? Yeah. I mean, the parts alone on that thing, I'm sure. The the, the full sport interior, the manual transmission, the engine, the uh, the wagon parts, like the rear doors, the hatch, the taillights, it's probably all worth a lot of money. Do it. Are you actually bidding on it? And we've bid on it. And we're winning. Is it a pure sale? Um, minimum bid. Okay, so at least you're not on the hook if something happens. Cool. Well, oh, well, we're tuning in next week <laughs> to see if we are rightful owners of a Nathan 2009 BMW 535 That thing's XI. excellent. I hope that you win that for 700 Just having the clear title of a, a 535i wagon manual is probably enough, enough right there. Nathan doesn't want to show his face on this podcast anymore. <laughs> It's okay. We'll just buy all Mazda CX-5s from now on. <laughs> we'll only get Mazdas now. Yep. Um, Any others? I, I was just going to say, going off of what Nathan just said, did you guys used to like crash into your friends in high school just as a, as a joke? No. No? <laughs> so I had this really... You guys wouldn't do that? We had... Um, we all just had... We all had our, our nice cars, and then we all had beaters for, for winter. Uh, so we would like... You know, like we all watched Top Gear, so we would do the thing where like we'd like bump into each other and shit in the school parking lot. That would be pretty funny. It was so funny. I mean, we all just had crappy cars for sure. winter, so like it didn't matter. They were they all were already scratched up and stuff, so okay. we'd bump into each other and thought it was the funniest thing ever. Someone in my high school, this guy, he was so accident prone. He did things like he he put MacBook Airs in ceilings and stuff, and or throw <laughs> computers away as a joke, and then they'd be taken away in the dumpster and be lost. <laughs> Well, one, one, and one time he wrapped his Subaru and was up against the tree, and I waited with him until the police came. But one time he backed in to somebody's focus in the parking lot just a little bit, and I got the guy who's focused on like two or three grand from him. Nice. No, we used to just park 
very, very close parallel up to other people so that they were parked in. We used to do that too. We would, uh, or we'd park in the grass at the school. Yeah. Or park across like three spots. Well, your school is interesting because right up the road from it was probably an approximately three quarter mile straight. Oh, I'm sure you guys had shenanigans. Yeah, well, actually, right across the street, like literally you could see it across the street, was an undeveloped neighborhood. Oh, boy. So we would use that as like a circuit. Wow. Mostly only when it snowed because it was low speed, you know, we could drift around there and and stuff. But um, yeah, we'd go back there, five or six of us. I mean, five or six high schoolers driving in tandem in the snow. It was so perilous. We're lucky none of us ever like crashed or got hurt. So one of the best driving roads in Northern Michigan was the road I had to drive down every day. Tunnel of trees. Yeah. And in the morning, there was like three of my three of my friends or four. We all lived in Birchland, and then there were like five others that lived like seniors that lived way this is in the country who lived further up the road. So we'd all be coming out of Birchwood, and then we'd all get in a line. And we'd be screaming. They'd be like big diesel trucks and old sheds and stuff. And then um, we'd be screaming down that road at like 80, just like flying over the little hills and stuff. It was so, just the sight was just so hilarious. Yeah. I think all of my co-park cars are ones that were already there last week. Yeah, I got you for another. Do these look the Skidoo and the Bolt? Harley, this is this is another one for you. Wait, was the Mazda 6 touring in there last week? No, show us, please. Yeah. Look at very light. Oh, I thought touring meant wagon. I got excited. Yeah, it's really just a Ford. So this is a 2014 Mazda 6. Is it's hit in the back too? It's it's hit pretty lightly in both the front and the rear, but it's a run and drive, and it does not. It's an upcoming lot, so it doesn't have any bids yet. But it looks like a like a nice car, like just a a. a Simple, good Mazda 6, $120,000. I can't yet, but I will keep an eye on it because that looks like pretty minor damage. You could drive it as is if you really wanted. Drive it around Ipsy. Um, okay. I've got, I've got one for you, Charlie. It's a car that you used to own. Um, it is 308 no. Oh, 2000 Boxster S. Manual. Manual. Guards red. Guard's red. Um, it's hitting the side pretty decently. The headlight and taillight are removed probably to because the body shop was probably planning on repairing it and then decided to total it. But um, Only 37000 miles? Yeah, it's a, it's a shame. It looks like a really clean car. And unfortunately, it's in Ohio, so it got salvage titled. That's right, yep. Any airbag? Nope. How did the airbag not go off of it? Just Does needs a door. A side curtain? Needs a door and probably some framework. I'm sure the door sill is pretty smashed. In fact, if you go to the VIN tag... You can see how crumpled that oh, door sill is. Yeesh. Yeah, that's that's definitely a frame. Yeah. Turn it into a lemons car. It would be a sweet lemons car. Yeah. Yeah, you would win. Yeah. Yeah, we'll keep an or eye just, on it. See what happens or just it. make it into a track car in general. Right. It's only at a thousand dollars and it's oh we can we can we bid on these cars? Yeah, yes. you can bid on that. Okay, yeah, let's watch it. See what happens tomorrow morning. Uh see if we end up winning that BMW or not. Let's see what our funds funds are like. <laughs> Uh, neat. Well, thank you all so much for listening and or watching. We'll be back next week to talk about our time with the Volvo XC40 and the Jeep Grand Cherokee L. Let's see what we have coming up next. We have the 
Sienna. Toyota, Toyota Sienna scheduled. That's the only car at the moment. We're probably going to get a, like some sort of Kia Forte GT or something as well next week. Well, so, I'm gone. Oh, shoot. No, we'll wait. We'll Please wait for, for me for the GT. It's like yeah. the one car I've been wanting to drive. And Chris drove it, and I watched his video. and it, it His video already fun. went up? Yeah. How does he have videos that go up of a car that he had within like a day? I, but then there were videos three months ago. Yeah. <laughs> I kind of understand it because sometimes when you get a really good take on something, you, you just want to go edit it right away. Did he so, like that car? Forte GT? Yeah. Okay. Mm-hmm. Neat. Yeah, that'll be cool. And, and oh, get something I hate while I'm gone. Get like a, a Equinox Subaru? or a Subaru. Okay. I've been t- we will get an Equinox at some point this year. But yeah, it's gonna, get it, get it next week. Yeah, it'll be interesting. We, fact, this is what I'll do for you, Nathan. I will get an Equinox and a CX-5 on the same week. Yes! <laughs> yes! And, and, we'll and we will compare them. And we'll do a comparo. Crystal Thomas, and you and I will battle it out with that. It's the thing, I don't even want to battle you. I just, the CX-5 is objectively speaking a better car. There's, it just is. It's a, a better powertrain. Dry, better chassis, no, better interior no, materials, no, better appearance. Every, it's, it's a fact. There's not a single respectable automotive outlet that you could go to and say, what's better, the Equinox or the, or the CX-5? The CX-5. You can say you like the Equinox better. That's fine. But the CX-5 is, objectively speaking, a better car. Well, I can't help you. And we'll see you on the next one, where Charlie, Chris, and Nathan with Daily Motor, and as always, drive on. Now, 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 now